Are you ready? And shot of wrestling. Episode 226. And away we go. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a more breaker. Rick Flair needs a boy about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Welcome everyone to a shot of wrestling. It is me, your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin himself, Mark Schwann, taking over for Michael J. Putty today. And I am joined by, uh, oh, I guess we could call him a frenemy. I think we'll call him a frenemy. <laughs> your favorite agent, oh no, America's favorite agent, AJ Pan. That's correct. America's favorite agent, the governor of BCW. And your guiding light, AJ Pan. Guiding light of what? Guiding the careers of some of the best wrestlers in the world to greatness. Hey, one of my clients just signed with WWE, so it's, it's proven. It's proven. Which one of your clients just signed to WWE? Uh, didn't you see Brandi Lauren on NXT about a week ago? Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. She, she was like part of your group for like a, a hot second. Was she? Did she even officially sign anything, or was it just like a handshake deal? Oh yeah, deal? she came out with the T-shirt. She oh, she was signed sealed. What? I helped to negotiate that. So, but I'm the guide. I'm, I'm here to guide all the lost souls out there and bring them to the right way. I feel like I want to call fake news on this, but you know, I'll let you have your moment of glory here. Congratulations, I guess, and having a client of yours in NXT, Brandy Lauren. Uh, phenomenal talent, by the way. I, I do love Frank Lauren. Uh, much respect for her. So, AJ, I mean, how are you holding up, man? I mean, BCW was uh, it was a weird show for you. I mean, you, you had some ups and downs there. You know, you had a great moment there. You know, you tag team. Uh, they're, they're number one contenders. Uh, Ray Kalichi didn't quite get the job done against Faye Jackson like you would have hoped. And then Joey Ace... Leaving you guys high and dry from what it seemed. I, I have to ask, as a journalist, taking away our rivalry from here, uh, how are you holding up? There's been a lot of in-room discussion and a lot of... I had to look inside myself a lot. I did not want to really come back for a minute. Mike Love brought me back. And he was supposed to watch Joey Ace's loud mouth. And, of course, he gets himself into trouble. And I'm kind of on the brink of just... I don't want to deal with him anymore. I don't need his selfishness and his negativity. So... As we have signed in the PCA, the PCA are the number one contenders. It doesn't have to be Mike Law and Joey Ace. So are you freebirding it then? We have the PCA rule. That is, that is an established rule. It's been there for about four years since I entered BCW, a little after the inception. So, so can we get you on record saying who is going to be in that match against East Coast? It's going to be the PCA. I'll just leave it at that for right now. Are you kidding me? Are you really doing this? <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't give it away. I can't give it away right now. And I, we have some internal things to discuss among the hierarchy of the PCA. So 
So I don't want to. That means you I don't, don't know. Sh- is it a current member of PCA, or, or are you possibly going to bring someone on? Right now, I'm looking at current members of the PCA. So, but I want to do things fair. So I'm looking into some options. Myself and Anthony Cole are going to sit down and discuss I mean, things because to- I don't want. I'm sorry, one would have to think it would be Mike Law in there. You know, Mike Law did help get the victory. He might be, but maybe there's room for him to maybe go to the singles route and maybe he enter into the be. Grand Dragon tournament since he won that. Since he won that what? He he won in tag competition. He didn't necessarily win in singles. He almost won that match single-handedly because Joey Ace was all about Joey Ace, and he wasn't about the brand, so... My lord, you're the governor for sure, man. You politic your way into everything. But, AJ, that's enough about that. I, I'm never going to get a straight answer out of you. Let's, let's go into some news. It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right, AJ. So, some news this week, some interesting stuff. So, Retribution, they look like they're going to be off TV for the next two weeks because apparently they came to contact with someone that has COVID-19, which explains their recent absence. Is this the nail in the coffin for Retribution with all that's been going on with their their lackluster names and and the the dragging out the storyline? Is this it? I hope it would be. I think this is a sign that it needs to be the end of it. It's... As you said, it was a lackluster reveal, and it's. I think it's a disservice to a lot of the members. Donovan died. Uh, excuse me, Dominic Dijakovic has a huge upside. Um, it makes no sense why Mia Yim would want to destroy the company when her significant other is getting main event matches against Drew McIntyre the past couple of weeks. Right. And, and, and she, was, she was part of the group that attacked him. Exactly. So, yeah, a lot of it doesn't add up for me. So. I really think they just need to go in a different direction. What I thought would have been great was if Roman was originally the leader, mm-hmm. and then Sammy joined. Like it should have. I, they're too scared to talk about real life issues, but I think it would have made sense. I, it absolutely. Roman not wanting to be around. Sammy not wanting to be around. Use that and say, Vince, you don't care about your employees, and now we're here to take down the machine, or even tie that into the hacker. The hacker storyline that all of a sudden disappeared. Like, you know, that would have fit perfectly. Or how about this? If you're going to use these talent, like, and, and all of them are, are, are very are very well fit to be in the main roster. They don't necessarily need these ridiculous names that they have. You know, you can, you can keep them as is with their names and have like a reveal every now and then. Not these Bane masks. They're pretty cool masks, but I, I feel like it just doesn't necessarily fit. No, not at all. Yeah, it, it's, it was just bad all around. Like I know when, even after like the first two or three weeks, it looks like it looked like a ripoff. I mean, not a, a cheap version of Nexus. Mm. They did it the best back in the day. They did do well, but you know what's funny? When this first happened with Retribution, I was digging it. If anyone that was listening before in the podcast, like you know, you heard me talk about with high regard about Retribution, and I was looking forward to seeing where this was going. Uh, at one point, I felt it was in danger of carrying out too long. They didn't do something, de- uh, they didn't do something different, switch it up a bit, and, and they did. And then we get this. It's just so disappointing uh, to see because, uh, again, any one of these talents that, that are part of Retribution, they could easily be on the main roster doing their own thing, keeping their same gimmicks, keeping the same character, 
but in, instead you get these ridiculous Snow White names. Um, <laughs> how do you even come back from that as a talent? I mean, people have done it before. It's just, yeah, it's tough when you start out with those kind of likes and start out with Mace and Slapjack and T-Boz or whatever that the other name. It's just, it's so stupid. I, I, uh, yeah, I refuse to call them by those names. I, I refuse. Yeah, likewise, I can. It, Digit's Retribution's number one, two, and that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. They were better off going to, like, the likes of, like, Dark Order. I, 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 maybe I could appreciate that. But this, I can't get behind this, man. I, I really can't. So, you know what? I, I wish them well, uh, you know, recovering from COVID-19. That's really serious. But I, I hope also at the same time uh, that maybe creative can get together during these two weeks and figure out, okay, how do we get out of this? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so in other news, RVD and Katie Forbes, they are done with Impact. Their current storylines have ended and they aren't under contract anymore. Apparently, they haven't been for some time under contract. Uh, but now since, as I said, the storylines are done with, they're free to do whatever they want. Uh, where do you think we'll see them next? Do you think we'll see them together as a team or do you think we'll see them split off in different ways? Uh, what, what happens next for RVD and Katie Forbes? I think they would do the most good at this time when ROH starts to come back. I believe they're doing the pure tournament. AEW is too loaded right now, and it's not really. They would, I don't think they would be a good fit there. And for WWE, I've seen. I mean, I love RVD, but he's not what he was. But he'd be good, and but he'd be good in Ring of Honor with Katie Four. But they bring something different. They have personalities, which to me. That's always been Ring of Honor's problem. They've lacked a lot of personalities. I get it, they're the wrestling company, but you need something, a little sizzle. That's why I love guys like um, Dalton Castle, The Boys, Dan Housen, when he's been in there. You need just a little bit of sizzle. So he would do pretty good there, and I think he'd get a big pop out of the, their audience. You know, there's one promotion that I feel like no one really talks about right now, and that's MLW. Do you think that's also a possibility? That could definitely, and that would help them a lot. I think they're supposed to start uh, running again very soon. I've seen on a couple of posts. So, yeah, they would be actually another good fit for them. But definitely, I don't want to see them in AEW. I don't want to see them in WWE. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, as much as I like AEW, I don't necessarily feel like right now RBD would be a fit for them. Maybe on a one-off, maybe. But, you know, like, but then what's the purpose? You know, why are we doing that? Uh, all of a sudden, then AEW kind of becomes WWE in that sense. So yes. they don't need that. WWE doesn't need RVD, and I don't think RVD needs WWE. If like the indies were going in, in, in full force, I, I would say RVD and Katie Forbes would be best served to travel around a bit. I, I, yeah, but yeah, back if things were normal, yes. But right now, his price tag and the way we have to crowd control, it's definitely not worth it right now. So No, definitely. For either party, yeah. Definitely not. And uh, even with going to Katie Forbes, we were talking about RVD, but Katie Forbes, I, I feel like she wouldn't be a good fit in AEW Women's Division. And, and I also feel like WWE, they would have no idea what to do with her. Yeah, I, I don't think she'd be a good fit there. That's why I think like Ring of Honor, like them as a package deal, again, like they bring something different to Ring of Honor's roster. And he could still have fantastic matches with a lot of guys on the roster, but they'll still bring a flavor that's not seen there, where it's just a lot of, I hate to say, a lot of generic guys. Right. And do you feel like, okay, so obviously RVD was his absolute best when he was in ECW, right? Yes, yes. Would you say the next level would be when his time in Impact with Katie Forbes? Because I feel like this is the most personality I've seen from RVD 
since. Personality-wise, yes. He had a very good run in WWE at times. Um, he was multiple-time title holder there, so he did have a good run there. But, yeah, they, as they do a lot of people, they neuter their promo skills and what they could do on the mic. Obviously, he was not one of Vince's boys, so he wasn't on that hierarchy to have, you know, a lot of freedom with his promos. But, yeah, promo-wise, I'd say ECW because he was just raw and uncensored. And Impact, I believe they have a bit more freedom as well, so... No, absolutely. I, you could tell there was a big difference there with RVD and WWE and then RVD and Impact. Uh, you know, the in-ring action that he uh, that he performs in the, that capacity uh, was always there. Even at his yes. age right now, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's a freak in the ring, and that's always helped get him by. Uh, I just feel like in WWE, they never really gave him the platform to get his character over. I think the most they let him do anything really was during the invasion angle that was very early on. I, but... Impact was like definitely the most personality I've seen from RBD in a very long time, and I hope it continues forward. Yeah, I mean, I can understand uh, to a degree because WWE, you know, it's a publicly traded company. You can't have Mr. 420 running wild. Right, as of course. In the WWE. Of course. You know, it, maybe maybe during an attitude error, maybe he could have gotten away with it, but definitely not at the point when he entered WWE. It was like that awkward transition time of, uh, hey, we're corporate now. We sold out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In other news, WWE, they're going to be taking over their talent's Twitch accounts in four weeks. Uh, WWE will own these accounts and talents will receive a portion of the revenue. The revenue will count uh, against the pay from their downside guarantees. Why is Vince doing this? Is this going too far? I mean, I for Vince, I get it. It's smart business for him. and But... This goes back to an age-old discussion where the term independent contractor needs to be removed because they can't take indie dates on their days off. They can't do all these outside projects now. So they're employees. They're employees. They're employees. Then fine, Vince owns you. But if you're going to be independent contractors, then that has to be erased. And that needs that. That's but that's an age-old conversation. So I get it from his point of view, but it sucks for the talent. It's so ridiculous. Like a lot of them have. I, between Twitch, Cameo, it's extra, and especially now, there's no house shows. They were getting money off of those. You know, there's a lot of income from that they're missing. And now you're going to take that away from them. It's, it's horrible. I, it's a horrible decision for the boys and girls. Hey, what about for someone like Paige, who's not even an active in-ring performer, and yet she gets a lot of money because she has a huge following on Twitch, and she did that by herself? I could see her possibly this being the final the nail for her, like finally just leaving the company because she's been very vocal on social media about what she created on Twitch and she's been a little vocal about the company. So I she has nothing to lose. She has nothing it to is. lose. What are you going to do? Fire her? You're not using me anyway. Yeah, exactly. So it's, but I could see that. Yeah. And I could understand like, you know, Rusev of oh, Miro now must be just laughing, laughing his ass off right now. Because he's very big on Twitch, and now he's in yes. AEW, uh, clearly enjoying himself more. You hear in the interviews, you see it in the promos that he's doing, uh, and he's got a huge following on Twitch, as, as I mentioned, and he doesn't have to suffer through this. No, not at all. Was, I, he was, and I hate people, you know, it's, it's uh, some of the people who go online and they hate seeing certain talents go to AEW that were in WWE, but you were complaining they weren't getting a push. So be happy for them. That some of them again work now somewhere else. Like, what, what would you rather them see them do? For a guy like Miro who didn't get a fair shot in WWE when he was so over, I think it's great. I'm so happy for him to be there. As you say, he seems to be having a great time. Uh, 
he's a fantastic on the mic when he's allowed to be Miro. So more power to him, man. I'm happy for him. He is the best man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, man. I like to party with him. I like to go to that bachelor party. But yeah, I mean, did you hear Miro's latest interview where he's talking about one of the ideas that Vince McMahon brought his way uh, about uh, during the whole Lana angle with Bobby Lashley talking about instead of him being a sex addict, it was supposed to be him having erectile dysfunction. <laughs> uh, Vince, uh, Vince <laughs> it's so stupid. I mean, yeah, Vince is running out of ideas. You can't make this shit up. Like Miro pleaded with him. It's like, man, you're going to kill me. You're burying me. Already you have my yeah. life leaving me. You have Bobby Lashley going over. I uh, now I have erectile dysfunction. Like, how, how do I come back to it from that? Because make me sex happy. And Vince loved the idea, obviously. So they ran with that instead. But it's just, man, well, Miro. Rusev, at that point, great talent, should have been a world champion, and you do this? The man was so over to give him Rusev Day, man. I think that's the problem. He got over when he wasn't supposed to get over. Vince hates that for some ridiculous reason. Like, God forbid you actually, you know, somebody gets over and, hey, let's make money off of something we didn't plan, but no, I didn't want you to get over, so... I think this is the same thing. Going back to the initial thing with Twitch here, I, I, I think this is a way... For other people to get themselves over, and Vince, you're right, hates that. I think, yes. I, I think honestly, if Vince could have taken over Zack Ryder's YouTube channel when he was popping off, he would have back then. Yeah, so 100, percent yeah. And it's ridiculous. He's another one who should have been pushed a lot more. He got start and stop pushes, and Vince didn't like him getting over. I guess he didn't see what the big deal was with Zack Ryder, so he got a little bit of what he could out of him, and that was it. Ridiculous. <laughs> it, it really is. I. I I really can't blame talent at this point if they're frustrated or if they want to oh, leave no. because now there are options. I, I think that's what w, uh, what Vince McMahon doesn't really recognize is the fact that, hey, there's options right now. AEW is right on your toes. Only one year in and they're hot. They're better. Than, they, I think they have a better start than what WCW started off. Impact is on the rise. Uh, they're putting on some kick-ass shows. And you can't forget about some other promotions, as you mentioned, ROH. MLW seems like they're trying to find their footing. And NWA is eventually going to come back. Impact is solely the women's division is one of the best around right now, so i got to give it to them. And they've been trying. i got to give it to them. They've been trying things. So some better than others, but they, they've been throwing different things at the wall and let's see what sticks. And, you know, Russell House, I've seen a little bit of that. That was entertaining. I loved Russell House, personally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love what they're doing with now uh, Susie, Sue Young. Something oh. different you didn't expect out of her. Brilliant, yes. So yes. Like, there's options here for wrestlers. It wasn't like it was five five years ago, I would say. That's yeah. a short time ago, and I think Vince just doesn't really recognize it. But soon enough, he will. You won with me. <laughs> so I have an interview this week, AJ. Not only am I filling in for Michael J. Putty, but I'm also filling in for the Green Man. I'm pulling double duty this week. So, this week's guest is Vinny Pacifico. Hello, everyone. It is me, your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann. With you today is a man you can never count out. I'm here with the kid, Vinny Pacifico. Vinny, what's up, my man? Hey, my man. Thank you very much for having me today. Uh, dude, thank you for taking time out to join us here for Shot of Wrestling. Uh, we've been having an eye on you for a while to have you on our podcast, so I'm glad we're finally doing this. Oh yeah, me too. So, Vinny, I, I have to say, man, listen, it's October. 
Happy October. Halloween is around the corner pretty much. Do you have any plans for it? Yes, it is. Uh, do I have any plans for Halloween? Not yet. I have nephews and nieces who want to go trick-or-treating, trick-or-treating, but probably won't because of the virus. So I'll probably take my family out to a haunted house if they have any open that are safe. Mm, nice. I love, I love it. I love that shit, man. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of haunted houses myself. I, have you gone to any of the ones in the city where you had to like sign waivers and whatnot? Oh, I have not actually been to those. No. Oh my god. Yeah, there was a. I forgot which one it was. It was um. It was like Lights Out, I think it was called, where you had to sign a waiver and dude, legit, like it, it was like one of the weirdest, creepiest things. Like they actually legit touch you. A lot yep. of places they don't. I heard about that. I heard about that. And it's complete darkness and all that. And uh, at one point, they, they put a bag over my head and, and like acted as if they were kidnapping me. That's rough. Oh, that one's rough. Dude, it, it was nuts. At one point, I feel like I had Stockholm Syndrome because I was like with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I went to one last year. Or no, not last Wait, was it last year? Two years ago, maybe. I went to uh, the one in uh, Six Flags. And I, it was so scary. So I acted to be... Escorted out. You and asked they, to be. They, they chased me out of that out of the building. It was so scary. It was the scariest thing. What and happened? Then after a while, I realized they really can't touch you. So then I got, I kind of got like to it. I was like, all right, no worries. And I got less scared. I enjoyed it more. But the first one I went into, I was really scared. What what what, what happened that like freaked you out? So me, it was me and my friend, me and my friend Matt and Joe, and uh, there was this, there was this like thing. I, I, can't, I can't explain it. I don't know how to explain it. It's you go into these like rooms and stuff. But then there was this, like, hole, and it sucks you in the hole. And my friend Matt was right in front of me, and he got sucked in and yelled, and, I, and he disappeared. And, and after that, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I can't go with this thing. I'm, I'm not, like, I, I couldn't, I, I wouldn't want to be sucked in a black hole. That's I had wild. I had, to, I had to, like, get out. How, that was bad. So they, they sucked your friend in. Like, so, okay, obviously they didn't touch you, but they found a loophole around that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what, okay, so it was like this wall. Like a, like a little, like a tight space. And it was like giant airbags, and you have to squeeze through the airbags. You know, uh-huh. if you kind of get like an airbag, and you squeeze through the middle of them. Interesting. And it pushes you in, because it's like air. That sounds if, so if I, intricate. I'm explaining, I'm, I'm explaining the best I can. No, yeah, it sounds like something we have to experience. I mean, I, I personally wanted to go over to Six Flags for Halloween. I never did that. Yeah, it was rough. So that, that's on my list when, you know, things go back to normal. <laughs> Oh, and then they and then they had the other one, this other uh, haunted house where everything's a mirror inside. Every single everything's a mirror. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I might like that too much though. I love mirrors. But, <laughs> but some of them weren't mirrors, and they're like you'll see you like you'll see yourself in one mirror, look to the right, and then the glass wall with like a person behind it, and it's not you. Okay, I'm in. That yeah, sounds awesome. That's how it is. It's pretty dope. Oof. Yeah, I could talk about haunted houses all day. This is a wrestling podcast, so let me get into some wrestling things here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, 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 listen. Hey, I asked a question. <laughs> so, Vinny, I know you're involved in Evolve, you know, when, when Evolve was around. Um, yes, I was just getting to, yes. Yeah, so, you know, obviously, you know, Evolve is not around anymore. Uh, I want to see, like, how big of a void does that leave in the wrestling community? Huge because so many opportunities are being open to other people now. So I mean, it, it was Evolve was a place to be at the time. It was great. I was appalled at being getting able to work there. You know, it was a goal for me for a long time, and I did the tryout. I impressed. I learned a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so that now was pretty pretty awesome for me. I was like, and then the week after that, I wrestled Gangrel. So I had two pretty freaking good shows. Back to back. Yeah, it was like really cool for me. And I really enjoyed the opportunity, and I appreciate the opportunity by them. They, they, they helped me. They, did a, they helped me a lot. What was the biggest thing that they helped you with? Well, I got to go down to NXT. Uh, so I got to like meet people down there. You know what I mean? So it just opened doors for other things and me making new friends and just learning. Like, the best part was I got to see such talented people wrestle and learn from them and talk to them and get their insight on certain things. So it's, it's just like all, an all-around great opportunity. Who was the person that you like? You went to the most to like, pick their mind? Well, when I was at the tryout, Adam Cole was the guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was definitely somebody I talked to and was talking to. I learned, I learned a lot from him. He was great. He talked about our match. He, like, I had, we had a match in front of him. He talked about it. Learned from him what I should, shouldn't do. Matt Seidel is somebody I met there. So, yeah, these people are uh, people that really had some good influence on wrestling and my career afterwards, you know? No, absolutely. I mean, Adam Cole, obviously, a great has a great mind for the business. So, I mean, oh, totally. I feel like right now that there's, there's one of the, he's on the short list of people you want to get advice from. Now, working with Gangrel, uh, was that like the biggest name at the moment that you worked with in the ring? One of the best, yes. One of them, yes. He was definitely, yeah, he's up there. He was great. He's, he's also, his work rate is on a level that many are not on. He is such a talented wrestler and for doing it for what, 25 years? There's almost 30 years he's doing it for. He's still, like, hasn't missed a step. He's great. Obviously, I mean, we watched him on TV growing up. Uh, you know, in, it, it's one thing to, to watch someone, and then it's in a whole other level when you get the chance to work with him. Uh, yep, did, yep. Was there any jitters going to that match? There was. But I also know him since I'm, like, 16 years old. Right. Um, so it was kind of, I, I, I always learned from him. I always talked to him. He's a very, very personal dude, very cool dude. Down to earth, very uh, friendly. So it was pretty cool to be able to, like, finally wrestle him. I actually did wrestle him in a, a Royal Rumble match. Okay. But one-on-one definitely is the goal. Yeah, of course. I mean, working a Royal Rumble match is so different than working one-on-one, for those that don't know. It's just different planning that goes involved. You're making your first appearance now at WrestlePro coming up. Yes, the Dream 16 tournament. So what is it like? I know you've been around for a while. So what is it like to step foot into a promotion for the first time? Does it feel like you're a rookie all over again? What's the vibe like? It's different. It's definitely chilling because you want to make sure you leave the best impression because you, ne- you never know what fans know you there and what fans don't know you there. You know what I'm saying? So, like, how, how do you overcome that? I mean, of course you have, like, your loyal fan base that I'm sure that comes out to see you. Uh, yeah. But then, you know, you already have an established character and everything. Uh, when you go to different promotions. So, like, do your promos remain the same? Or do they tell you to do something different? Uh, how, how does that work for you? Mainly for me, I'm me most of the time. They let me go out and do me, you know what I mean? But some places have told me, hey, can you do this? Can you do this character? Can you do this? And I don't mind. You know, I do, I do what I'm brought there to do. So I'm, I'm always, you know, willing to throw a twist on who Vinny Pippico is. But also, most of the time, I'm brought in as who I am already. No, I mean... Obviously, you market yourself very well. I see your, your posts on social media all over. So I, it, it makes sense to bring you in for who you are instead of changing. Like, why fix what's not broken? Yeah, they, 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 they're booking me for, for me. So, you know what I mean? For, I'm, I'm gonna have a, didn't, if they have a different like idea for me, that's cool. But they bring me in for me, for who I am already. So, yeah. 
Now you have a you have your match with Nick Stapp. Is that correct? Yep. Have you worked with him before or no? I have. Yes, we wrestled in uh, North Carolina. I think it was Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And uh, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. That was pretty cool. It was like the crowd was packed to the gills in like a giant arena. Kurt Angle was there and Kane was there. Okay. Big time wrestling it was. Big time wrestling. Nice. So, obviously, I mean, different crowd from, you know, the Carolinas to New York. I, I know like, yep. it works very differently uh, depending on the territories you go. So, would I be correct in saying that what we saw from that match, we're not going to see in this match? Probably not, no. My style has changed since then. I mean, even though it was about, like, a year ago, with, with I mean, with the way I'm training now in the gym, and my, my cardio is a lot better, and my, I'm, I'm just different now. I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot, a lot since then, so... It should be a different match. It should be a much different match than it was then. And I understand this is a tournament, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. Are you guys all you guys competing the whole card in one night, or is this going to take place over multiple two? Um, two, two night tournament. Two night tournament. Two night tournament. Fantastic. Yeah. I was going to say, so you're going to be working a few times that night. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Well, that's goal, right? <laughs> you want to win and then move on. So, what's it like when? Uh, have you been in tournaments before? Yeah, actually, my first three events back were all tournaments. Okay, all right. So, what's it like, especially coming back, you know, from a break, as we all have been on a break, right? Uh, yeah. To wrestle so many matches in one night. So I can, yeah. Oh, dude, my first, my, my first tournament back was the Warriors of Wrestling King of New York. Mm-hmm. I won it, so I had three matches that night. The next day, my body was in so much pain because obviously I haven't really done wrestling. I haven't bumped since March. Besides training a little bit here and there, you know, in, in the ring when I can. But it was not nothing like three matches in a row. You know what I mean? Right, right. It was spaced out, but still, it's one night where you're competing in multiple matches. Normally, you do one, and that's it. You get paid and you go home. Uh, yes, and then two nights, and then two nights later, I had the Super Eight tournament. Oh man, you put your body through overdrive. Oh, I did, uh, and I and I definitely uh, asked for it to be honest. Yeah. So and then now I had the WrestlePro tournament. So now I'm doing three tournaments and. I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for it. Was there I'm ready, a certain, they, I'm ready for it. Was but, there a special type of conditioning that you had to do to go into that? Like knowing that, okay, I'm, I'm going to be wrestling a few different matches here tonight. Uh, I, I need to stay in shape for it. Cardio, I have, okay, so I train at a uh, football training facility. Oh, nice. The best I have right now available to me. They have weights. They have something called the Air Runner, which is like a next level cardio invention. Uh, like, it's like a hamster wheel-ish. Oh, okay. But it's a treadmill. But you're controlling it. So the, the faster you run, it, it literally, it makes you run as fast as you can. But without any choice. So that obviously makes you go from walking to running in like three seconds. So that does, a, that does wonders for your cardio. So that, I was doing that every single night after my lift. Even on like day. So like what... Like- what was the time frame between, like, you get the call, you're going to be in a tournament, to the actual show time that you had to prepare for this? Two weeks. Two I, weeks. I, I was told about it two weeks prior to the show. Okay, that's ample enough time to prepare yourself for that. Yeah. I mean, cardio, uh, if you really work at it, you really work at it, it come on, it could, it, could, it could activate pretty quick, somebody. No, of it's course. Pretty, but nothing. People will tell you this in any podcast you ask somebody, any wrestler you ask but, you know, hell, it definitely worked for you. You said, as you said, you wound up winning the thing, so. Yeah, wrestling cardio is the hardest cardio there is. Don't uh, let anyone tell you different. 
1,000%. Right before the, this whole pandemic happened, I actually had my first training session in the ring. Oof. Wow. Oof. Yep. Yeah. Uh, felt it like, and everywhere where I never thought I would feel things. So <laughs> it was great cardio. Now, Vinny, I, I know you're uh, – we're, we're kind of similar in a sense that, you know, I, I live by the motto, aspire to inspire. And I, yep. I'm very big into motivation and inspiration, and, and I feel like you're the same way uh, based on the research I've done on you. And there are people out there that aspire to be in professional wrestling, right? Uh, obviously, in the world that we live in today, it's a little hard at the moment, or based on where they're located, not everywhere is, is as open uh, as New York. Even New York is still has some limitations with uh, wrestling. What would be the advice that you would give to them? You know, what can they do now if if they want to pursue uh, the world of professional wrestling? Uh, I would say find a school that's reputable and safe and has good morals. If you, I mean. That's something that's very important to me. People, places that have good intentions and good uh, people, because you know, yeah, that's what you want to be surrounded by. Not, not, you know, for me at least, I like to be surrounded by people with like-minded mindsets as I, and treat people with respect and good and have good uh, intentions. That's just me. So yeah, I would say find the school in your area that is good, good reputation, and just train, just train as much as you can. Diet, eat healthy. If it's green, and if it's meat, eat it. Green and lean, baby. Uh-huh. That, that's that's been my diet pretty much the last few months. <laughs> so you gotta do it. It's tough. It really is, especially since being uh, since being me. I'm a huge sweet tooth person, but hey, what are you gonna do? No, I, I think uh, preparation is key. Like, even if like the gyms or like, schools aren't open there, I, I know schools are opening up again. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily know what it's like throughout the rest of the country, but I, I feel like there's always something that you could do. Like, there's never a better time than now. You know? Yeah, I think it's wrong. I, I mean, if you, can't do, if, you can't, if you can't get to a wrestling school, do as much cardio as you can. Because cardio is like the wrestlers, the wrestlers, like one of the most important things you can do as a wrestler, you know? It's cardio, get in shape. That's so important. Watch wrestling, learn. Watch it. Just watch how people wrestle, learn. Open up a wrestling book. You know what I mean. That's what you, if you can't get to a school now, that's what you gotta do. You, gotta, you have to do what you have to do. You have to do what you can. Like for me at least, since there aren't many shows running, I'm wrestling the shows I can wrestle on. But my schedule isn't as packed as it used to be, so I'm trying to take podcasts as often as possible. I'm doing whatever I can to just do stuff in wrestling. You know? No, absolutely. I, I think that's something that. They don't necessarily teach in schools, uh, in entertainment, in wrestling or, or acting or whatever. It is marketing. It's such an important tool to get your name out there uh, because you could be the best in the world at what you do, but if no one knows who you are, then what good is that? Exactly, which is, which is why social media is so important. No, 1,000%. 1,000%. There's, there's a way to master that too. It's more than just putting political posts out there or putting uh, <laughs> oh, uh, whatever. Man. I'm sick of that shit already. <laughs> yeah, well, tis the season as well for that, right? Yep. <laughs> but like, you know, it, it's it's a smart way in how to mark yourself. Did you did you uh, have any special training as far as that goes too, or was that something you picked up along the way? That's all. That's, that's all me. That's all me picking up picking it up along the way, asking questions, and just seeing what other people do and just seeing what works for me. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of trial and error that, that goes in there. It's a matter of having fun with it, too. With Vinny, uh, well, that being said, uh, where can everyone find you on social media? Um, at Vinny Pacifico.
Pacifico one on Twitter, Vinny Pacifico on Instagram, and just Vinny Pacifico on Facebook. Awesome, awesome. Everyone, please follow him on all those social media links. No TikTok? <laughs> nope, and there will ever be one. <laughs> I well, think I will, I will kill it on, social, on TikTok, <laughs> but I just don't think I have that in me to, I really don't feel like uh, having to do another social media like that. You know, I, I, do, I do my Instagram, I do my Twitter, I do my Facebook. TikTok might be overkill. <laughs> well, let's see if it even happens after the, after the show airs, if TikTok's even around <laughs> still. Um, so, Vinny, thank you so much for joining us. WrestlePro, when's that happening? October 24th. October, October 24th. And where can they find tickets? I believe WrestlePro.com, if they, if they have website up. Or, or on social media, they have links in their bio. Fantastic. Well, Vinny, hopefully you stay around for last call. But in the meantime, back to the studio. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. All right, so big debut for Vinny Pacifico. Goes to WrestlePro in a big tournament over there. Looking forward to that. Uh, AJ, uh, how come we're not seeing any of your clients over there, you know, in a tournament or anything? Uh, we got them, you know, this whole pandemic has been just such a pain in the ass. and we're, But we're working on stuff, trying to get people into some companies and making some moves. Don't worry, we got some stuff going on behind you, the scenes. You weren't invited. It's okay. They don't like you. They, they don't like you. It's okay. It's okay. We can just move on. <laughs> So, TV takedown. AJ, did you watch any TV this week at all? I watched pretty much everything besides SmackDown. I'm going to watch that tomorrow morning, but Fair I enough. watched everything else. Fair enough. You're the guest. What was your TV takedown of the week? You know, TV was interesting this week. Um, NXT is always a favorite show of mine. I, I, it's a shame that it goes up against AEW because it doesn't get, I think, the recognition it deserves. They're putting on fantastic television. I guess what sticks out of my mind, because I'm a huge supporter of theirs, uh, the ending of the show with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae standing mm. tall with the respective titles leading into TakeOver. Uh, I thought that was great. I'm what, I like A lot of people don't like the Johnny turn. i kind of into it. I love the little smarmy Johnny wrestling. It's, like, I, it's great. I love it. And Candice is growing into the Poison Pixie role. I love them. I uh, wow, I'm going to agree with you. I it's not my personal TV takedown. It was it was up there. Uh, I'm usually not too huge on mixed ma uh, mixed tag team matches, but I have to. That was probably the best mixed tag match I've seen in WWE. It was worked very well. Uh, the combination too of Damian Priest and Io Shirai was they worked really well together. Surprisingly, surprisingly, even the pre match promo where they played off each other and you know. She kind of like looked at him like certain way when he said something at the end. They're like, yeah, you know, rock star. And then, you know, she, and she's like, oh, he's not that bad. And then there's one spot when uh, he pulled her on top of him. Yeah. Oh, uh, and great spot. Outside. That was fantastic. Yeah. No, there was a lot of great action in there uh, and all around. And, and you're right. I feel like the, the whole, the Garganos, the Gargano way, I am loving that. I love the promos that they do when they're at the dinner table, uh, when they take the dark turn in there. I, I think it's done really well. I, I, I feel you. I, I don't necessarily know why. Why are people not liking the Gargano switch? Uh, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I, I guess they're just used to seeing the normal. I don't know. It's it's weird. I love it. I mean, maybe because I, I worked with him in the past, so I could see a little bit of the sarcasm. Like that's more kind of a little bit of realism of the real Johnny Gargano. I mean, he's a nice, super nice guy. I love him. But yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, you can see he's having fun with it. So I, you know, wrestling fans. I love them and I hate them at times because they want, like you want, they want too much. Like I get, I get, I get the kind of heel they want him to be, but 
he's a smaller guy, and he has, he, you know, take a bet. You have your wife there. You know what? Let her take the hit once in a while. I think that's great for his character. Oh, it's I, amazing, and not many people do that. That was amazing. The fact that he let his wife take that hit <laughs> just spoke so much about his character. But, yeah, they played it off. They, they didn't necessarily – you would think they would beef after that a bit, but they just went with it, and they still got the win. Yeah, it's, I love it. Yeah, the fan, they've been – I think they've been doing it. Like you said, I love the dark turns of the TV – Johnny flipping out because Tegan Knox broke the TV. So, oh, so my the God. Reason. It's like, oh, you broke my TV. I'm going to break your leg. I, that's great, Don. <laughs> I feel like that was so real. That was so real. Like, yeah. Any guy, if someone breaks our TV, like, that's it. They, yeah. Now we're going to fisticuffs. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And even to the picture in the house of Doc Hendricks. Little touches like that, I love it. It's, I, I'm, I'm a huge, I pop for all that. <laughs> So I mean, hell, I, that was a good. Uh, that was a good match. Uh, I, I like the characters there, and I hope they they wind up becoming the first husband and wife uh, team to win gold. I think that would be cool to see. Yes. My TV takedown moment. I know you didn't watch SmackDown, but it is a SmackDown moment. Alexa Bliss. She joined the Fiend. She, she finally did. She finally okay. did. K- KO had the KO show. Alexa Bliss was a guest. She was, she was getting a little creepy, you know, the, the way she was talking. It, it was something that you would see almost in a horror movie, right? Ooh, I like that. And then the, the, the lights <laughs> go out, the music plays, the fiend gives the man with claw to Kevin Owens, and Alexa Bliss, the camera angle, how it was with the lights and everything. She was just stoic, just looking on, approving of the carnage, and the fiend slowly turns to her, throws his hand up, and she takes it, and she smiles at the camera. Fiend. Okay. That's the scene. I I love them, man. I, I've seen the evolution of Alexa Bliss uh, with this whole Fiend-Strowman uh, rivalry that was going on. And it's becoming its own. How, like, you know, you see a Rosemary and, and, and uh, Sue Young in Impact. We never really yes. had, like, a creepy character in WWE like that in, in the women's division. Uh, and I think Alexa Bliss would play an awesome role in there. To play like almost like a Sister Abigail type. Or whatever the hell they're doing with her. Yeah, why not? I mean, they tried it briefly with uh, uh, Shelly Martinez when she was Ariel with Kevin Thorne and ECW. Oh my God, I forgot about yeah, they, that. Yeah, but yeah, they, they, you're right. They never really have gone that kind of dark with that women character there. I, I I think it's great. Bliss always shows fantastic range. Uh, even from when she started with the, in NXT, the transformation from the the fairy princess of NXT to solely with the buddy uh, the Murphy and um, that feels like forever that. ago. Yeah, like, just think about the evolution. Like that was like when that was that was. If you think about it in a WWE timeline, that wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. I want to say maybe about five years ago, if that. Right. Yeah. Right. And look where she is today. Look how far oh, yes. her character has gone through. Like all like the twists and turns. You do like a Harley Quinn type to I don't know what this is now. It is something out of a horror movie, and it's it's amazing because she's a great worker in the ring. She, I feel yes. like she's someone that's improved time and time and time again. I feel like her yes. promo work was always there. Her facial expressions are spot on. She, oh, yeah, 100%. She knows what she's doing, and it, it, this ties in so well. And to work with someone like Bray Wyatt, I feel like that she's only going to get better because I feel like Bray Wyatt is a natural when it comes to character, and so is Alexa Bliss. So this is just going to help both of them. Yeah, they're definitely going to play off each other very well. Uh I could see, yeah, she definitely will pick up a lot of stuff from him. And I could, we're definitely going to see a lot of new sites, uh, Alexa. And it's going to be really interesting. That's one of the best things 
for all we talk about WWE with stuff like this, they're spot on with it. Oh, one hundred percent. Like when they when they hit a home run, it's a grand slam. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, but you know, oftentimes they're they're aiming for that home run, so there's going to be a lot of misses. <laughs> oh yeah, as we talked about earlier, retribution. But <laughs> <laughs> they're they're not trying to get on base; they're trying to knock it out of park every time. <laughs> yeah, so they have to have something big to balance out all that horrible other stuff. But you know, that leads us into Clash of Champions. What was your takedown from that? You know, I thought it was, I, I actually I didn't expect much of this show. I mean, I did, I did it when I actually looked the card. I'm like, okay, this actually has potential. Um, I could go the easy route, and you're probably going to say this one, so I won't go to the obvious one, which is Roman and Jey Uso, which was a phenomenal story. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn was fantastic in that match. The finish to that was amazing. It was a great heelish thing for his character. We've seen so. Because I didn't like what they were doing with Sammy previously. He wasn't wrestling that much, which is a disservice because he's such a fantastic talent. And he got to show more of that. And with the, the handcuff to the ear of Jeff Hardy, handcuffing AJ, it was it was just beautifully done all around. Huge props to Sammy Zayn. I love that he's back on top as the IC champion. Yeah, Sammy Zayn is, a, is another one that we're talking about with Gargano. Uh, usually their faces... You know, you didn't really know what, how it was going to work with them as a heel, and here we are. You know, Sami Zayn's been a heel for, what, the last two years? Yeah, just about, yeah. And, you know, again, knocking out of the park. It, it seems like he's really enjoying this role. Uh, the way how he won that match, uh, yeah, spoke to his character. And, you know, obviously very talented in the ring, but, you know, it's it's not necessarily about that. It's not necessarily about the moves and what you can do or what you can't do. It's about, like, you know, how do you get the character over or how do you make the fans hate you? A hundred percent. I mean, it's a, you know, and it's a big debate on Twitter often, but I believe, and I, Kurt Angle says it all the time in interviews, it's all about the moments. Mm-hmm. Sami Zayn has had fantastic matches. I, Funny enough, it came up on my memories, I think either this month or early this month or last month, him and Kevin Owens had a fantastic match when Sami was still a face, maybe about three or four years ago. I can't remember which pay-per-view was that, but I remember now seeing, remember like, oh yeah, that was a really good match. This finish I'm going to remember for a while because it was so well done. Yeah, it definitely worked. And, uh, you know, I didn't necessarily think Sami Zayn was going to win. I'm not going to lie. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't think so either. You know, I went to that match thinking, like, you know, maybe uh, maybe AJ or, uh, you know, the fans are loving Jeff Hardy. Maybe they keep it on him. But, no, did, did not think for a second it was going to be Sami Zayn. So, I, I like that. I like that they went with not the obvious choice. And Sammy does deserve it, as we as we said before. Uh, definitely good action in the ring all around. I mean, AJ Styles, the best in the world of what he does. Uh, Jeff Hardy, the master of ladder matches, even at his age, still going, pulling off a ridiculous spot. Uh, yes. He's crazy. I, I, I think the man's out of his mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, even when they did the, the, the uh, handcuff in the earring spot, I'm like, are you? oh, my God, it's kind right. of sick, mother. <laughs> right. That, that's just – it was probably him that called for that, too. He's like, hey, hey, you know what? Put it through my ear. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you serious? Like, yeah, go for it. Let's do it, bro. I'm like, all right. No, watch. I'll do it myself. You can see it. It's no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally see that. I'd be freaked out. I'm like, no, dude, I'm cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd be mean, like, dude, are you sick? Like, no, do it. It'll be great for TV. Okay. Let me handcuff you like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Only in wrestling is that like a sense. Like, yeah, let me handcuff you to the ear of your ear. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah they would make sense. Oh, yeah, normal, normal day at the office. And then, like, you know, punch, 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 and then... <laughs> yeah, second year hearing, yeah. I could see them bringing that to Vince. He's like, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. Let's go with that. I that's love that. sick. I love it. Such good shit. <laughs> it's such good shit. <laughs> well, AJ, it's weird, because, like, we, we only work together on this show, like, oh, I, I don't know, maybe our, this is a second time, third time? I don't even know. Uh, and I think yet, our third. And, and yet... You, you pinned me. You pinned me. My takedown was Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. That was fantastic. Hey, as for everything you just said, it, it was a storyline. It was a storyline, man. And I, I have to say, this is the Roman Reigns we've all been waiting for. This is the Roman Reigns that I, I, I think uh, Chris Jericho said, like, you know, if you let Roman Reigns be Roman Reigns, the man's going to be the biggest star we've seen. And wow. He's right. I guess yes. 30 years in a business, he knows something. Um, <laughs> and, don't figure. And, and finally, Vince is letting it happen. I don't know if Paul Heyman has anything to do with it or Roman Reigns finally is like, I had enough, man. Let me let me loose. Uh, but, dude, the, the storyline and just his physique, just the smack talk, the facial expressions, uh, it, it all tied in so well. And I give it to Jimmy Uso as well when he – when he came in, like, the, the acting they did, or I don't know if it came from a real place, I, I saw it was like legit tears in his eyes pleading for his brother. I was actually going to say, too, like, you need two to tango, and Jay's job, too. I've never been the biggest, I, I, I appreciate their work, I just never, like, they never appealed to me so much. This got me, like, wow, like, okay, never saw this side of them, and, like, I, that pro, the promo, the, the go-home promo was like, oh, my God, like, wow, like, I feel this, like, wow, this is some great stuff. And his his in the ring like the nah I'm not going down like say like nah and Roman just going like collect your payday it ain't worth it nah bring it on I I I ain't giving up who's and the sick and fuck like, saying like, I, like, the sick fuck saying I love you yeah yeah like you're sick you're being the shit out of him your cousin who you, you who grew up as like a brother. Because he didn't want to do the right thing. He didn't realize he's the head of the table. And we're both managers, so I think you'll appreciate this. Did you notice Paul Heyman's face the whole time? Oh, yeah. Heyman's, Heyman's a genius. I, oh, I studied, he's one of the why I studied. I studied him a lot. So his, even the littlest things, even if the camera's on him or not, he's always on. The tiniest things, man. Absolutely. The camera wasn't really on him that much, but you saw Paul Heyman was scared. Yes. Paul Heyman was frightened. Of Roman Reigns, and you see what they're doing. Like Corey Graves asked a very pointed question because I, I, I said it out loud myself. If Roman Reigns doing this to his own flesh and blood, what will he do to other people? What will he do to the WWE locker room? And I think, in my opinion, with the way how the show ended, with the way Paul Heyman was looking at him, one has to think Roman Reigns might be a bigger badass, and I'm going to say this, than Brock Lesnar. It's a different type of badass. It's a different type of badass. It's a different yeah. type of badass. But Paul Heyman hasn't looked at Brock Lesnar the way he looked at Roman Reigns. He he would plead. Well, Bro- he would plead. Brock, stop, please don't. Almost like Brock is an animal. Paul like Roman Reigns, he knew what he was doing. Yes, but I think I, I maybe Heyman didn't think he had that in him. Whereas Brock, he knows he's just an animal to let loose. Like eh, like the blood is on your hands. You want to sign him? You want him to fight these guys? Go at it. He's going to destroy you. Roman, for years, he's been so human and, you know, it's just such a good guy. Pardon, you know, like really, just like in general. He's, one, you know, once seen a lot of 
doing the make-a-wishes, doing everything for kids. And now he's destroying his flesh and blood and being like, no, this is my space. I'm the, you know, I'm the head of the table. No, you're rolling it. And just, I'm the tribal chief and just, you know, take, be along for the ride, but you ain't getting further than that, man. Just know your place in the family. This, this is fantastic. You want to talk about home runs and the Grand Slams. I mean, this, this is it. Uh, You know, this is, Roman Reigns said recently in an interview uh, that was Raw is fast food and SmackDown they're serving filet mignon. I've said that for people ask me. I'm like, dude, I mean, people still, I don't know why they're against watching SmackDown, but I'm like, you need to watch SmackDown. They're producing really good TV as opposed to Raw. Uh, they, it's hard to argue with that point. You know, Raw, don't get me wrong, Raw has gotten better than what they used to be. I enjoy Raw. I do enjoy like Raw. People's, yeah. You know, I think Randy Orton has definitely helped that brand tremendously. Uh, it's oh, like yeah. night and day. But, you know, SmackDown, you got to give it up to creative and the talent over there. They're just knocking it out of the park. You know, we have the Fiend storyline. We have Alexa Bliss, uh, you know, Sami Zayn, uh, um, AJ Styles. Bailey. Bailey, Sha- Sasha Banks, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and Roman Reigns. Like, yeah. showing, showing everyone why Vince McMahon pointed at him, like, yeah, he's the, he's the top guy. He's the top guy. We haven't seen it for a while, but now I see it. I saw it in, in like when when Roman, like as, as you said earlier, and Chris Jericho said, I've seen it in normal interviews, and when Roman is just speaking as Roman, he's great on the mic, and he has a lot of charisma. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I said to myself, like, why don't they let him be this Roman? And now we're getting it, and it's going to be the best thing for the WWE. Oh, absolutely! No more suckering suckertash or you know leap tall <laughs> buildings of. I, I, what the hell would they do? You remember those promos? Do you remember that shit? Did, Ro- did Roman say suffering suck attack? Yes. I don't remember. <laughs> you probably blocked out of your mind, but I, I never forget. <laughs> I never forget. I gotta uh, look that up. <laughs> it, it was pathetic, man. But like th- this, uh, th- this, this is what I want to see. I, I can't wait to see more of this. I here's my hope, though. I I just hope that when we get a live crowd. And you know what happens when you're a damn good heel, as Roman is right now. I think he's a natural at it. What happens? The fans usually start cheering. Yeah. I hope that when when that happens, when Vince hears that, it's like, oh, oh, we got we got we got to turn face. We got to have him smiling and happy now. No. Leave him as is. Yeah, I mean, if it happens to you know get the cheers, go along the Austin route. Just let him be him. And be a badass. They they haven't badass done that. Dog, yeah. They haven't done that since since Austin. Yeah, since Austin. They they kind of did with CM Punk. Didn't necessarily work so well. Like CM Punk always worked better as a heel. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning of the storyline, it was Benenji had the whole Triple H thing, and that's when it started going downhill. Yeah, I mean, it worked for Punk for quite a bit, but you know, it, they tried to obviously they tried the WWE. Face him and like, yeah, yeah, smile more, you know. Yeah. Don't stop being so real. <laughs> you're, you're actually <laughs> stop it. <laughs> that, that, I think that was the last thing we've we've seen is him trying to do like a tweener uh, type of yes. thing. Uh, it works though. When you do it right, it works. Obviously, Stone Cold was the best of what he did. You know, the, the Rock didn't see him was like smiling so much either. Like he, he still was the Rock. You know, if when come push comes to shove, when Roman Reigns is going to get cheered and he will. Let him do his thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's my plea. But, AJ, we're going towards the end of the show. 
Time for some take-home thoughts. What do you have for us, AJ? Um, you know, it was a good wrestling is it's it's in a good place, right? I think it's going. It's good to watch a lot of stuff on TV. As we see in Florida, crowds are coming back a little bit. So AEW looks like they're doing the right thing. Uh, it's great hearing dynamite with the crowd along with the workers. Um, yeah, I just I'm 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 glad to see Indies slowly coming back too. Um, I think last time we talked, it hadn't happened yet. So uh, I'm I've been excited. I've been looking forward to a lot of the stuff on TV. There's as we've been talking about a lot of good with the bad, but there are there are good things. We're and I think we need to try to look more towards the good because we're in a dark enough place in the world. Let's appreciate the good things we are seeing. There's a lot wow. of great, talented individuals, men and women, and there is a lot of good that's not being talked about. Yeah, you know, I think just it's human nature to gravitate towards the bad, especially when you have a year like this. It's just yeah. so easy to go to the bad. Uh, we do have to take some time to appreciate the good that's out there. You know, we've had wrestling. We, we've yes. Was it the best wrestling in the world? No, no. But you know, we we had some form of entertainment, and they've gotten better. Now, I, yes. And you know, honestly, I feel like AEW has consistently done a good job during this pandemic. I will give it up to them. I feel like Impact they took advantage of their opportunity and they they got some key people on their roster. Uh, WWE they finally figured it out along the way. It took them quite a bit, but hell, I mean, during this we got Undertaker's retirement. And we got in a great note. I, I feel like that that boneyard match that he had was a great end to his finale. There, that was great. I mean, uh, for some of the criticism he got, I think they WWE tried, and with, I liked the majority of the cinematic matches. I thought they were great. I liked, uh, as you said, Taker Styles, uh, Cena, and Bray was a fantastic mind f. Yeah. I loved that for all its campiness. I watched it again about a month ago with a friend of mine who never watched it. And again, I'm like, this is some great. And I saw stuff I missed. I'm like, this is fantastic stuff. That Even was like Money a, in the Bank. I love the Money in the Bank match. Wasn't as big on Money in the Bank. Uh, but I will say, though, the John Cena Bray Wyatt match, I, I feel like it was wrestling's Picasso. It, it's just. Yes. <laughs> it's fucked up, but you can't take your eyes off it because it's beautiful in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, if you followed this whole, like, John Cena's career, then you got everything they were going for. And. You let it sink in, like, holy, like, wow, okay, this is some, like, chippy shit, but it's good stuff, like, wow, like, okay, now, and maybe you might even feel something for Cena now, because you kind of oh. go on along the whole ride of his career now. You know, we don't necessarily know for sure if that's the end of John Cena in, in wrestling, uh, you know, and if that is also the end of his career, I think that's a great way to go out as well. Um, and, you know, another thing, another bright note here, 2020, Chris Jericho, 30 years of wrestling. As we touched on earlier before, I, I think that's an amazing feat, and I, it didn't dawn on me that it was thirty years of Chris Jericho and, until they said I did the math. I was like, holy shit, thirty years! The man's yeah, still going. He, he he's doing great. And he's still at the top of his game. Like he's one of the, he's one of the main. I I've been critical of AEW in the past. I still think they are growing. They do a lot of good stuff, but like this week, there were two ref, ref They make that's why they make reference to Carl on AEW. And it took me out of the show twice this week. There was the spot where uh, FTR, where uh, the FTR and uh, SCU, they did a spot where uh, I think it was uh, Cash tripped himself on the rope to make it like Daniels did it, and then they ejected Daniels. The ref blatantly saw then Tully Blanchard grabbing Dax, kicked the foot, no ejection. What sense does that make? <laughs> that took me out of it. 
And then later on in Jericho's match, Jericho ran to the uh, worker side. Luther clotheslines him. How was that not a DQ? <laughs> right. I mean, there there are some moments there, uh, but keep in mind there. But you're... Jericho has been a highlight of AEW. Like during this, him on commentary, something else he could do. That's fantastic. Preach. Even, Preach. He bridged it so perfectly, like from being in character to then calling like an actual color commentator, and then he like throwing it to commercials and promos and stuff. I'm like, holy shit, this guy does everything. He was so entertaining on commentary. It, it brought, I feel like it brought more life to it because JR, when he first got into AEW, wasn't the same. Excalibur, I wasn't necessarily huge on. Uh, and I, I just feel like the whole group was, as good as they were individually, I feel like they were just trying to find their groove together. Uh, I, I feel like it's there now. I feel like it's there now. Yes. But I feel like, in a way, Chris Jericho may have helped that. I think so, yeah, definitely. And they have somebody else to play off of who was more, I hate to say it, I think he's more passionate about the company than, than I love JR, and I think, like, you could tell sometimes he doesn't really care about certain things. Like, Excalibur tries to be the company man, and then JR just shuts him down. Right. Like, All right, enough with that. I honestly think, <laughs> I touched on it once before, I, I feel like it's not necessarily Jim Ross not caring about wrestling. I just think Jim Ross, you hear it in his interviews and you see it on his social media, he's, ever since his wife died, he's changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's become a bit more jaded, and I, I think he has every right to be. And I think I've hit him really hard. And, I, and you, you hear that in his commentary, or you at least heard it. I, I think he's gotten better now. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I'm one of the few, but I like JR with a little bit of an attitude. I mean, it adds a little bit. It's like, again, like with WWE, everything sounds so produced. Mm-hmm. This sounds real, and like, you know, like it sounds like. You know, sometimes almost like a podcast, like we're talking. We let little things fly, and like you get some of his real thoughts on stuff, and I appreciate. It. And you get his real relationship with Tony Schiavone. You could see they don't know, they didn't have no idea what Excalibur was, but now they're you know they're blending together finally, and they respect him. And now you know, and but it's I I, I love, that's one thing I actually do. I love the commentary for better or for worse. It, it amuses me. So no, absolutely. I I think they're uh, they definitely found a groove, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, AEW game consistently better and better and better. Uh, props to them. Again, uh, kudos to Chris Jericho. 30 years in the business, helping out a brand new company uh, with a lot of young talent in there. I, I making think, stars. Making stars. Orange Cassidy, wow. Yeah, I, I, I think AEW, I, I know some people have some knocks on it. I think AEW is going to be here to stay for quite a long time. Uh, and a lot of it, I think, has to do with Chris Jericho. But, AJ, that's all the time we have for today. Everyone, please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Our We have, what do we have? We have Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google. Uh, we're on iHeartRadio. We're, we're, we're pretty much everywhere right now. So uh, give us a follow. Uh, share reviews. Spread the word. Shot Wrestling is out there. We're here to entertain. AJ Pan, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at AJPanPCA. On Instagram, AJPanPC. I'm sorry, my Twitter is AJPanPC. Doesn't even know his Twitter. Doesn't even know his Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Too many damn social media handles. I love it and I hate social media. But (laughs) AJPan underscore PCA on Twitter. AJPanPC on Instagram. Ready for this? Watch this. And you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there. That's how you do it. <laughs> oh, you even got a web. Oh, you got a website. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, make sure to stay tuned. We have last call. Schwan is out.
Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the, the bar. bar. Oh. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Last Call. Vinny, are you ready for this? I am ready. What is your favorite match of all time? Daniel Bryan versus Triple H. It was my favorite match. I, I remember I, that's actually the match that made me solidify me to want to be a wrestler. So yeah, I was pretty much on, that was on Mel's that match. All right, that's your motivation right there. Okay, what is your favorite cheat meal? Oh God, uh, here we go. I have I have plenty. I, I love food, tacos, pumpkin spice oatmeal. Looks uh, okay. well, like the oatmeal is good to have breakfast and stuff, but pumpkin spice you'll add pumpkin to it. You'll add other stuff to it. It's kind of carby and fattening. That's why it's cheat meal. And tis the season for it. Yes, it is. I try not to have it. Uh, what else? Cheat meal. Donuts. Those are, those are, those are a heavy hitter for me. <laughs> All right. And what is your favorite TV show? Shark Tank. Oh, my God. When that's on, I'm so hooked. It's the best. I, I, I've watched it for the last two months every single night on Hulu. It has every episode. To me, my job was to sit back and just watch it all night, every night. I don't think I've missed the night in the last two months. Have you like thought of any like cool ideas? They're like, okay, if I bring this idea to Shark Tank, they'll definitely say yes. Oh, I've had some ideas. I've had like um idea where like I have a lot. I have two nephews and a niece, and I feel like why not have a a vacuum that can have a baby sit on it, like it's like a and it'll you know what I mean? So the kids could not cry, and the, and you'll vacuum. In the, like, you, know, you know what I mean? Like a, like a car, like a, um, like a stroller vacuum right. in the house. Ooh, okay. Something like that I thought about. Because I have like two nephews and they love like strollers and like rides and stuff. So it's like, hey, why not have like a stroller that vacuums the carpet? But it never, never even came to be one. We, An idea. We may have to partner up for this idea. <laughs> right? We'll go, we have, I, I, it's a pretty good idea. I thought it was, I thought it was that years ago. But, Who do you think yeah. is the best head coach of all time? Ugh. Ugh. I love him. I love Bill Belichick. Okay, so I'm a Patriot guy-ish. Uh-huh. I'm a Brady guy. Tom Brady. Whoever, whoever he is, I guess that's my team. I guess you call me a Buccaneer fan now because he's there. <laughs> I don't know. But I do love Bill, Bill Belichick. And I love what he's done for Patriot the last, five, the last 20, 15 years, whenever he's been there. I will give credit where credit is due. I am a diehard Jets fan. For shame, I know. Um, but Bill Belichick, definitely... One of the greatest head coaches of all time. There's, yeah. there's, there's no denying that at all. I hate him, but I respect him. Mm-hmm. What is the worst injury you've ever had? All right, so I tore my ACL like three years ago. It, it, it sucked because it had me out six months, but it healed very, very good. And when you hurt, when you tear your ACL, your knee gets stronger after that. So I'm, I'm grateful that it wasn't worse. Um, but I also, uh. Prior to that, like years ago, my first ever injury was like a bruised tailbone. And oh. that was hurting me for like nine months. Now, I would still wrestle on it. I, I didn't care. Like, it, it wasn't a really bad injury, but it would hurt like hell for nine months, ten months straight. It sounds like and, one of those nagging injuries. Those are always the yeah. worst. So, Vinny, who would you love to work with as a wrestler? Okay. They, I had a podcast last night, and they asked the same question. But I have a question back. Do you do you mean that in like a dream match that like I wish would happen, or a match that's possible that I would love to happen? I would say a dream match. Let's go dream match. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. I say like my dream match or Daniel Bryan or Randy or 
One last question, Vinny, before we let you go. If you can visit one city, just one city that you've never been to, where would it be? Tokyo, Japan. I had a feeling. I don't know why. I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> why, why Tokyo? Yeah, because the, the, the influence of wrestling it has there. Also, I love Japanese food. Mm. I've yes. Japanese food forever, so like, I would love it. But I also love the culture, and I love the wrestling and the influence they have on wrestling. So, yeah. Vinny, thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had a good time on last call with, with us at Shot of Wrestling. Guys, make sure you tune in next week. Schwan is out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night everybody!